This episode is sponsored by Gvoke HypoPen Glucagon Injection. Gvoke HypoPen is an emergency glucagon for very low blood sugar in a convenient auto injector that is available in two pre measured doses for adults and children. I've partnered with Gvoke before, and I've been working with Zeris Pharmaceuticals since 2018. I even interviewed their CEO back in March 2020. If you want to hear that interview with Zeris President and CEO Paul Edick from March 2020, check out episode 143 of Diabetics Doing Things. I'm also really careful not to promote products that I don't personally use, and I have used Gvoke Hypopen for very low blood sugars before. I've told this story on this podcast before, and I'm convinced that if you are on insulin, you should have emergency glucagon around just in case of a very low blood sugar. And I use Gvoke Hypopen. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with, and bear with me here, pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com risk for more information. This announcement is especially important now because you may have heard that there are glucagon products being discontinued, such as Eli Lilly's Glucagon Emergency Kit. So, make sure that your prescriptions for glucagon are up to date by asking your doctor about Gvoke Hypopen Glucagon Injection. For more details and important safety information, visit gvokeglucagon.com. I also want to address that I will not promote pharmaceutical products without the opportunity to promote patient assistance programs, because if my listeners can't access glucagon, how can they use it to treat their very low blood sugar? So if you visit the savings and support tab on gvokeglucagon.com, you can get a $25 coupon for patients on commercial insurance plans. And there is a contact form to fill out for people not on commercial plans. We've linked gvokeglucagon.com and the savings and support resources in the show notes, as well as the important safety information. So thank you to Zeris Pharmaceuticals for your support of selling the amazing stories of people with diabetes all over the world at Diabetics Doing Things. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. We're telling the amazing stories of people with diabetes from all over the world. And one of my favorite things recently about this podcast, we've been doing this over seven years now, is that people get to come back. And they get guests return to the podcast with updates on the amazing things that they're doing. And today's guest is no different. Joining us for the first time since 2018, Christina Roth. Welcome back to the show. You're on episode 111, and this will be episode probably somewhere in the like 200 and teens range. So we, we're spanning the whole the a whole hundred episode arc here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so exciting to be back. It's great to have you. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. So I in order for us to do that, introducing you for the first time on this podcast as the CEO and founder of the Diabetes Link, formerly College Diabetes Network. So that's the big news. That's the big reveal. Let's just talk about it right away. You guys announced in October that the, the College Diabetes Network name is evolving and rolling into the Diabetes Link. So what, you know, tell us about that change and what, you know, drove that and, and you know, all the exciting things over at the Diabetes Link. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, that was a big decision <laughs> and a big undertaking. The team has worked really hard this year on that. And College Diabetes Network, our, our college network in general, is still the heart of, of what we do. It's still the heart of our model. And our chapter network continues to, to grow and, and flourish thanks to the leaders that run them. Um, but we really found after, you know, working with young adults for over 12 years now, that it isn't just college students that that need the support and and we've been able to grow enough as an organization that we we've been able to take on the fact that we need to serve a wider audience we need to be more inclusive and 
our name was a big barrier to just as an inherent part of, of our identity. So I don't really programmatically, we're continuing to just deepen everything that we've done before with peer support, education, and leadership development for young adults. But now it's it's really committing to supporting all young adults with diabetes. And through the evolution to the diabetes link, we really are that link for young adults. We commit to being that link to each other, to opportunities in the sector, to education, to really anything you need to thrive as a young adult. I love that. And I think one of the things that made me most excited about the change and the transition is that it's based on success. You guys found success and have grown your chapters across the country, you know, at the college level. And and then just recognize as a part of that, that there's a greater population that could benefit from the same type of program programming and the same type of community building, but not necessarily distributed through the university and college landscapes, because that doesn't apply necessarily to everyone. Absolutely. And that was something that has been always a pain point for us because we we want to be inclusive and and our communities on the ground absolutely but as we were able to really publish our our education resources we were hearing so often from healthcare providers that they just had patients that were in desperate need of talking to someone else or if they didn't have access to talk to someone to at least understand what other young adults experience and to not feel alone and so even if it was simply being able to make sure that they felt heard and knew that there was a space for them, we wanted to to be able to make that possible. So I think in the next few years, it really is around creating that space for all young adults to know this organization is dedicated to you. This this platform is dedicated to you. And it's our job to to connect you with the rest of the diabetes community and everything that you have available. And then to really be able to bring that and that direct peer-to-peer interaction and have that go far beyond campuses. So a lot of what young adults have been doing throughout COVID is something that we're really hoping to continue to build off of. Well, I definitely want to touch on the changes to the chapters, especially, you know, with, through the pandemic. Obviously, you know, a big change on universities and continuing to change as my camera goes off here. Let me just turn that back on. <laughs> So it's so interesting to me to hear about the caregiver side of things. And when patients are going and caregivers were asking for resources for young adults who weren't connected to the diabetes community. And when you you and I met and we ran into each other at ADCES in August this year. And so I had some insider info on the diabetes link transition. And if you guys will notice in the Diabetes Link video, the voice sounds a little bit familiar to me. So I I was super happy to be a part of that because that insight of people who are not connected to the online diabetes community like, like we are and the community that we have found often don't know where to go. And if their, you know, care team or, you know, even GP or, you know, whatever their support system looks like from a healthcare perspective, they need to know about it as well. And so it's really interesting to hear when someone goes to the doctor and they say, I just really need to talk so- to someone. I really need to know what it's like and, and the big questions that young adults ask, whether they're going to university or college, whether they're moving out of on their own for the first time, whether they're starting a family, whether they're you know going out or you know meeting new friends or looking for career opportunities or 
health insurance questions and like all the things that come along with being a young adult and, and kind of transitioning into that next phase of your life. But diabetes, as usual, is ever present in every single one of those. And it can be really overwhelming if you don't have information and you don't know where to turn. So I, I think it's so key to have that, you know, inclusivity aspect because you might see, I might be a young adult at, at my doctor or my endo's office or my GP's office, and I might see a college diabetes network. But the first thing I see is college. And if that doesn't apply to me, then maybe I don't pr pursue it. Exactly. And that's what we'd heard for, you know, many years. And, and I really appreciated the healthcare providers advocating on behalf of those young adults because they're the ones that were really struggling the most and, and not being able to, to benefit. So I, I think that's, that's just been a really exciting opportunity to be able to, to take advantage of. It's very cool. It's very, very cool. So let's, let's back up a little bit and talk about, because you mentioned COVID and, and the pandemic. That was a huge disruptor on college campuses. You know, even in my professional life, like hiring people fresh out of school the last couple of years, like it didn't look the same. It's virtual classes or, you know, campuses like being basically empty and, and like campus life going away and kind of now reemerging now as we've, you know, kind of come into the third year of the pandemic almost. And so, you know, what changes did you and your team have to make even at the chapter level, like with everything kind of being in flux? Yeah. I mean, COVID turned everybody's lives upside down, but especially for, especially for our organization, given the, the population that we serve and how we serve them. Historically, it really has been so in-person based because of our, our chapters. Even our educational resources were really hard copy in clinic and nobody was going to right. clinic. Um, and our leadership development, a lot was conferences and mentorship. So we really took an entire step back at the beginning of of the pandemic and and didn't necessarily try to do a a band-aid approach. We just really looked at what young adults need right now at this time. And it was they just need to know that they're not alone. They need to know what safety information is relevant to them. And from a mental health standpoint, everybody is struggling. So how can we help to support their mental health? And that's really where we focused all of our attention. And organically, because so many of our chapter leaders and members are, are so active in supporting one another, we found that actually Discord became very active with, within chapters and across chapters to, to help people still feel connected to one another, and particularly given all the fears that came up during COVID. I think too, like what you're getting at for young adults is really a holistic approach is needed. It's mental health, it's community, it's dosing information and safety information. It's, you know, diabetes, we often talk about on this podcast is the disease with too many inputs and it affects really every aspect of your life. And as a young adult, you know, me, fortunately now a few years past uh, my young adult years, I remember like kind of the, the sort of fly by the seat of your pants kind of transition of, oh, hey, I'm an adult now. I'm, you know, I've got my job, I've got, or I've got my classes and I've got you know, my bills that need to be paid. And I've got my, you know, things that I, I got to go to the grocery store, like do my own laundry. Like all those things are like what normal people experience. And for people with diabetes, you have that entire other piece. Like, am I, do I have an endocrinologist in my new location? You know, when was the last time that I checked in with my GP? Are my prescriptions up to date? Like, do I have enough supplies? You know, all of these things are sort of living rent-free in your mind. So when you guys are approaching solving these problems and providing and building these resources, where do you start? Is it is it really it begins with 
peer support and building on the curriculum that you guys have, have worked with so well over the, over many years with College Diabetes Network? Or, you know, how, how are people finding and communicating with the new diabetes link? What is the, and, and, and what brings them to you guys from the start? Yeah. So I think we, we continue to deepen everything that we did before, you know, in a, in a hybrid way. <laughs> so we have the in-person with our campus chapters, but we also are doing more with our discord community and just a little bit more remotely. And all of our, as we launched the Diabetes Link as an organization, we also did up the public release of our Young Adult Resource Hub, which we completely rebuilt on a digital platform and moved all of our content into topic specific. So they're no longer packaged up as off to college or newly diagnosed or off to work. It is very much around, I have a question around drinking with diabetes and I want to see this video on this topic within that. So it can be much more curated to what question you have right now that's relevant. And so I think that's that's a really big way that we've adjusted there. I think the the other beyond the deepening our, our program areas and what we've already been doing and, and been good at um, has really been, this is an opportunity for everybody to see how we can help to serve young adults holistically and that we don't just serve college students. So it's become a platform where the relationships that we built with organizations and companies across the diabetes sector for years now that we've worked with who have been amazing, we're really able to help curate the opportunities, the education that they have, the relevant resources that young adults can benefit from. And so that's really where we see ourselves as well, is we don't have to actually provide all the services directly or do all of the things ourselves or create them, but we can supplement what doesn't exist already. And so I think that's a really big part of we're both deepening what we do well, but we're also able to use this platform to better connect young adults to everything that they have access to. Well, I, I think it's really interesting because it also lines up with kind of how we're transitioning and growing and kind of folding into our new vision at Diabetics Doing Things, which is practical applications for people with diabetes, right? So you guys have had great success with that information. Like you said, it was mostly print or like binders and like you give it to an in-person. And now the resource hub really is that where it's it's digital, it's scalable, it's light. You can grab a link and send it. You can search and kind of keyword search and filter through. And there's YouTube videos and blogs and, and you know this online library that has been proven to work over years, but is now just a little bit lighter and a little bit more you know available and accessible for you know different populations kind of throughout you know wherever they are in their diabetes journey or their their journey as a young adult. Absolutely, and that's going to be continuing. We're going to be continuing to really focus in on building out the resource hub, too. So we have a very aggressive <laughs> attempt at, at really refreshing a lot of that content, adding to it. And the community is a huge part of that. So as questions come up that aren't being answered there, we want to know because we want to be able to, to help solve that. And we want these individuals help in, in actually providing that information because that's that's why we exist. It's for young people by young people. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, we're 60 days in now since the announcement of the diabetes link. So I, I imagine you guys have had some feedback and, you know, there's been a lot of coverage and I've seen, you know, even other interviews and, and articles. 
what's the response been like to, you know, opening this up to the larger young adult population? It's been overwhelmingly positive. You know, it was it was a scary undertaking to think about, you know, broadening the scope of what we do as a small nonprofit that, you know, still doesn't have everything figured out, although I'm not sure anybody does. That's the great trick, right? Is that nobody has it figured out. Exactly. But, you know, we're we're still we don't have it all figured out. We we haven't reached every campus. Not every young adult that that we've worked with is fully, you know, being supported like we want them to be perfectly. But it was so important to us to be able to broaden our inclusion and really be able to to be more holistic with our approach to young adults and this generation. Just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Gvoke Hypopen Glucagon Injection. If you are a person on insulin or sulfonylureus, you should have glucagon. Gvoke Hypopen is a glucagon auto-injector for very low blood sugar that can be used in just two steps. Whenever I have a very low blood sugar, I'm glad that I have Gvoke. Talk to your endo or visit gvokeglucagon.com today. Well, like, I, I'm curious, I think, like when people do come to you guys, and like obviously you're a small team, you guys are also very ambitious. And I think that comes from you as a founder. So I'd love to talk about like 12 years as a founder. Like, how do you find that energy? And like, you know, a lot of things have changed for you personally, and like a very big, very big changes coming <laughs> for you and your family very soon. You know, but like when people come to you guys, like what needs are different for young adults with diabetes compared to some of the other patient populations? And I mean, you know, you specifically were the person who you, you made College Diabetes Network for you, right? Initially, the idea came out of, you're on campus, you need resources, you need community, you need someone to advocate for you, and you were able to create that. So are you still seeing that that, you know, those same kind of triggers that that inspired, you know, the first iteration of College Diabetes Network, are those still relevant today or, or are you seeing those needs evolve? It's a really interesting question. I question. I think that they are just as appropriate and important today as they were back 12 years ago, young adults, even from when we started, you know, thousands of young adults go through it every year, but everybody does it in a vacuum. And so College Diabetes Network helped to sort of shine that light and and bring some of that wisdom to the surface so that it didn't go away every year. But, you know, it's still the same types of concerns about talking to your roommate and, you know, within your within your family, just how to talk about being independent and how to share data. So I think honestly, if anything, it's become even more relevant because of the changes in tools and technologies that are available now as my phone rings. Because it it does create, you know, as much as we love the tools and technologies that are available now, it does create more burden. It it does create more information and and it can make life complicated. So I think if anything, the needs that existed 12 years ago have have deepened for yeah, this, this generation really. of young adults. Absolutely. But it's interesting because we have also seen it evolve because we do have graduates that are now pursuing careers in diabetes or have graduated and moved to a new city and are just trying to figure out life, but didn't want to enter another black hole <laughs> right? and didn't want to leave College Diabetes Network behind. And so through the diabetes link, we've we've just seen so much support from from our alumni, from those that are like, there's still a place for me. This is still my organization. 
And we're like, of course it is. It always has been. <laughs> but now they really feel that. And so that's been really validating to, to be able to see that, how that has impacted. It's been cool for me too, getting to work with and meet other team members on the, the Diabetes Link team, both like in person when we were in Baltimore this summer and you know, working on the launch and working you know, in, the, in the resource hub and, and just kind of getting in and, and working as a partner with you guys. It's cool to see the, the DNA, the fingerprints of the chapters and you know, people who are chap, you know, chapter members, chapter leaders who now work in the organization and are you know, continuing to say like, this is my community, I believe in it, it helped me and I think that I can help bring it to someone else. It's pretty awesome. It's it's really like a, a case study in itself of the power of of the program and the power of community when you know it hits you at the right time. Yeah, I think honestly that's one of the things I'm most proud of is the the young adults that have been involved in our chapters. Many of them who didn't want to be involved or talk to somebody else previously, which I can definitely identify with. Man, you're, and you're through, preaching to the choir there too. I I'm it, right there with you. Exactly. And just going through that journey personally and having the organization help to facilitate that, but then seeing them just grow and flourish professionally and really embrace just this incredible strength that diabetes has given them and this incredible knowledge to be able to to have been a part of that professionally and and to help to support them in their professional development has really been one of the most validating parts of of the past few years honestly i had a question about this like 12 years as a founder like do you have the time because i you know speaking from my own experience i i often am like so focused on whatever my immediate needs are and also looking ahead that i don't spend enough time looking back and so i guess asking you like do you ever have the time to kind of like take inventory and smell the roses on like how far you've come and how many people you've impacted and what that has created in this world that didn't exist before? Like, do you ever have, you know, time to kind of, you know, consider that, like that journey? And, and I think hearing, like you're able to see from people that work for you now that are your, you know, key team members who, you know, like you said, maybe four or five years ago before College Diabetes Network didn't want anything to do with their, their diabetes or anyone else's and are now champions for other people, connecting them to these critical resources. Do you ever, you know, have get a sense of like getting able to say like, hey, look at all we've done. And, and you know, 12 years ago, this was just an idea. Probably really no. <laughs> and it really, if I'm being honest, that's, yeah. that's probably one of my my biggest weaknesses. But it's I think that's one of the reasons why it is so validating to get to really see that embodied in my colleagues that that have gone through our programs, because I do get to to see that. And that is is just amazing to um, to just have that opportunity. I see that with our next gen fellows to a smaller extent, and it just experiencing it really brings it to life. But actually taking the time to digest it and look back, we did <laughs> yeah, a little well, bit for our ten year anniversary. But beyond that, I it. It really is just there's so much more to do and just being focused on that and, and how we're going to make that happen and how we're going to get it done. And that really continues to be the main focus. Well, and it was cool to be a part of that 10-year anniversary celebration and talking to you then and and also all of the community members, you know, outside who have like were at one time young adults or college students who are now either 
leaders in the diabetes community or part of the, you know, diabetes link staff. It's, it just is the beginning like that. I think that's what is so encouraging to me about your mission and serving young adults is because it builds a platform early for, and I'm sure you guys and your partners have run the numbers on like the actual like impact of a life with diabetes, where you're able to early learn more and get the resources that you need and have, you know, good engagement with the community and with your healthcare team, because a life with diabetes is long and there are a lot of obstacles that will pop up at any given moment sometimes. And so to be able to see kind of like, uh, it's like a cheat code to get it that early. And for me, I feel the same way about the, the diabetes online community and like opting in, but now to have a place where young adults who are Googling at home late at night, having a rough night, night with diabetes and wondering if they're the only person in the world feeling that way and finding out that they're not like opening that up early really is it, you know, gives you an entire new outlook on the rest of your life potentially. Absolutely. And I think so many decisions are made during this time around what you want to do, who you want to be, what you're good at, what you want your family to look like. You're actually thinking about all of those things that it it can help alleviate anxiety or it can help just open doors that you never knew existed. So I think that that, that is an incredible piece of working with this age group because it really is it's the very beginning of the rest of their lives. So everything we're doing, it's not just for today. It's for, it's giving them the tools for the, re the rest of their life trajectory. And that's that's so much of what we wanted the diabetes link and our, our new identity to be able to really embody is, yes, we serve a very specific group of people at a very specific time, but it's for a much bigger purpose and it has a much bigger impact. It's a foundation. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I think that that is what so many young people with diabetes miss and have missed is the foundation as they are learning who they are and what they want and getting to decide it for themselves for the first time versus like, you know, a parent situation or, or what have you. And say, and as you're learning, and I think in college for, for you and I, that was our experience. Like you go to college and learn who you are and learn who you want to be. And um, to now have that opportunity outside of the university, outside of the typical college route is super impactful. And, and you know, 60 days in, we, we're, we're not seeing the full impact of what that's going to look like, but zoom out a little bit, 10 years, 20 years down someone's life, those key decisions can totally alter the trajectory of your life and, you know, leave you open to opportunities that you may not have even been aware of at the time. And it, and for you, you know, the changing the di the college diabetes network to the diabetes link is not the only change you're going through right now either. So, you know, that foundation for you and starting a family is, you know, kind of like the next iteration, like you're, you're, you've used that foundation of young adulthood and now carrying it into, you know, the next phase of your life. Yeah, no. So at this point, I'm a little over seven months pregnant. <laughs> Although I will not be showing you my belly right now. That's that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> for for everybody's own good. I, I um, also I also will not be showing anyone my belly today, so it's it's good. We're <laughs> we're we're equal in that. Yeah, I it really I was never anticipating going through pregnancy with diabetes while doing a rebrand or even continuing in this the the same capacity as a as a founder, but also in the very intensive CEO role. Yeah, <laughs> I had always sort of envisioned being able to step back a little and maybe focus more on diabetes. And 
it was very intimidating thinking about taking all of that on at once. But the, I think what I'm so proud about with the Diabetes Link is being able to give more young women and even young men the opportunity to see that, that you can still have a family with diabetes. I know personally, I was told when I was diagnosed that I wouldn't be able to have children. It, it led me to, you know, really pursue research in the adoption space and look at resiliency in adoption. And, and it, it taught me a lot, but um, it wasn't until I really met other women with diabetes through starting CDN that I realized it was actually possible and that I could actually do it. That being a, a mm. not perfect diabetic, <laughs> I could actually do it. And that took me years to wrap my head around. So it's still very surreal, the, the fact that we're actually starting our own family, but also really amazing to be able to show our, our young adults that, that they can too whenever they're ready. Yes, they can. And they can also be the CEO and they can also be the founder if they want, you know, <laughs> and all at the same time. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> if you, tall, I'll take if, you out for coffee. <laughs> I was going to say, if you got enough caffeine, anything's possible I with that. But you know, it comes back to the whole core of it, right? Which is everybody has a different level of education or, you know, maybe, maybe a, a GP or, or an endo tells someone, because it wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things that you were diagnosed. And to see that narrative shift at a macro level, sort of across the board and understanding the diabetes links role in that, the diabetes community, other women and, and people with diabetes who have gone before us and done these amazing feats and, you know, these, this living normal life with diabetes and managing that and all of that goes into it sharing those stories and you sharing yours, like I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, you know what? I, I think I can be a CEO and a mom at the same time and get, and I have diabetes and guess what? Christina Roth is proof that I can. And so I think that, that to me is, you know, it's the foundation of this podcast. It's, it's people helping people, it's community. And Hey, I'm, I'm really excited for you and your family in this next journey. But also I just kind of look, zoom out a little bit and think that there's some maybe parent of a little girl with diabetes out there who's like, you know what, my, you know, my baby girl wants to be the, the, you know, the, the girl boss, she wants to be the leader. She wants to be the founder and she wants to be a mom. And there's somebody out there who is doing that with diabetes. And so I'm excited for you and your family and, and also for the, you know, the diabetes link family to continue to grow. It's going to be exciting. Thank you. It's, it's an exciting time for sure. <laughs> Lots of change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine. And, you know, with that though, I, I kind of want to come back to, you know, I went back to our previous interviews and, and I've asked, you know, I asked the right questions at the time for us. And I'd encourage everybody to go back to episode 111, even though it's been a few years and just to track the journey that the CDN and, and the diabetes link have been on. But I want to ask you this question, like, you know, if you were, you know, now that you've seen the thousands of people who have gone through the college diabetes network and the you know, potential to help millions of, of young adults with diabetes through the diabetes link over, you know, the next few years. What advice would you give to a young adult out with, living with diabetes? You know, whether you're bumping into them at an airport or, you know, just randomly in a coffee shop, like what, if they asked for your advice, what would you tell them? Oh, I feel like I should have a better answer prepared for this. There's no wrong um. answer on this. <laughs> 
I feel like there's there's very profound wisdom, but that I, I probably won't say it. Really, it's it's you're not alone. Lean on, find your community, find be open to talking to to other people with diabetes, learn from them, but find the the strength in having diabetes because I think it can it can wear you down and it can be a lot and it can be exhausting and and being able to to find the strength and and just help stirring a lot of different phases of your life that that people will go through so not articulate but um, i i disagree i think very articulate okay. And, okay. And, and salient <laughs> you know it's so funny because we've heard that before you and i you and i have heard like you're not alone right and we see it in you know those of us who are very highly engaged in the diabetes world we see that um, something that's been really tangible for me in National Diabetes Awareness Month 2022 with our work at Diabetics Doing Things is that that, that question still is kind of question number one for, for people with diabetes who are maybe not as involved or new to it is, am I the only one going through this? Am I the only one that diabetes seems really heavy or really difficult? And, you know, I have to check myself sometimes because you can look at me externally and not really know me and just kind of at a high level and be like, wow, Rob's got it all figured out. His diabetes is not a big deal. Wrong. It's for sure a big deal. And, you know, just because I sometimes look like I'm handling it well doesn't mean that I'm not that I am. So, you know, I, I want to reiterate that and like really reaffirm that if you're out there feeling alone and you feel like you're the only one going through this and that you can't see an end for yourself, there is definitely someone out there with diabetes who's either gone before it, going through it at the same time or will go through it. So you, you don't, you aren't alone and you can, you know, connect with the online community or, you know, you can find a way to use the resource hub at the diabetes link to get those questions answered, those frequently asked, because, you know, finding and democratizing that information is so important. And I think we're only scratching the surface to the impact that that type of information and that type of presence is going to have for people with diabetes. And so... Well said. I, I, you know, don't be so hard on yourself, but I know, you know, founder, CEO, like you're going to be hard on yourself. That's just part of the gig. Um, so where can people learn more? Like if they're listening to this, they want to hear, they want to get involved with the diabetes link. Like where, where do we send them? Well, we have everything on our website, the diabetes but we are also on every social media platform and love to, to hear from you, to interact, can always answer messages particularly for our young adults who have a very, very active TikTok. So I've, check I've it seen out it. for some entertainment. <laughs> Did I hear you earlier talk about Discord as well? Are you guys you guys active on Discord? We are. Yes, our, our Discord platform really blew up in a good way during COVID, thanks to all of our chapter leaders. And so it's it's become a fantastic tool and one that, as we are serving a broader, the conversations aren't just about college. And so really being able to to make those conversations accessible to young adults on this platform that everybody's already on. So, I mean, check it out, talk to each other, but that's going to continue to be something that grows over the next few years. And, you know, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot there. I, Discord is something that I've only in the last really year and a half kind of gotten into. And I I never felt more old than in a discord server i'm like oh boy i'm, I'm <laughs> lost i'm lost here but i will i gotta check out the the diabetes link discord server and you know spoiler alert for you guys listening to this podcast there's gonna be some diabetics doing things discord stuff happening in the future too so 
We're already using it internally, but we'll we'll do the soft launch here sometime in 2023. So ex- exciting tidbit at the end of this interview for all of you loyal listeners. Christina, thank you so much for being a champion for diabetics doing things over the years and you know, just being a, a peer and a friend to me and a supporter of what we do and an awesome leader for people with diabetes. And congratulations on the launch of the Diabetes Link and cannot wait to continue to work closely with you and your team here and now in the future. Likewise, I'm so grateful to to have you as part of the link. And just it's it's an exciting journey and excited to to get to share it with you and and really appreciate you bring me and the diabetes link on here. Of course. Let's link up team thediabeteslink.org. And thank you, Christina, for your time and looking forward to connecting more in the future.